a beautiful city on the banks of the Dnipro River was liberated only a month ago after being captured on the very first days of the war. In other places where Russian troops were terrorizing civilians, we saw the horrors of war crimes and witnessed how life literally went out of this village or city. Kherson was the only regional city that Russia seized. Today we will discuss what Ukraine managed to achieve in terms of restoration and providing normal life and right now to help Kherson deter Russian challenge and what solutions should be offered to Kherson to withstand this really hard winter. Hello and welcome. This is uh, the Solutions from Ukraine podcast, which is brought to you by the Rubrica Media Outlet. My name is Vladislav Faraponov. I am the co-host of this podcast and also an analyst at Internet Ukraine, a Ukrainian media NGO. And I'm joined by my colleague Anastasia Rudenko, who is editor-in-chief of the independent all-Ukrainian Rubrica Media Outlet. And before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can support us at Patreon. Hello, Esther. Hello, Vlad. Yes, uh, today we will talk about Kherson, the city Rubrica visited just three days after the liberation. We would share not only our emotions from the visit directly, but how the city operates now, what people think. Let's start with the very first days of the war and uh, Vlad, please tell us more about the importance of Kherson. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, a quick, no- a quick note that I'm not a military expert, but some tendencies can be summarized even from the media, uh, which I will do first, and then we will share uh, our stories from Kherson. So, uh, actually, number one uh, is uh, that Kherson is the only regional city that Russia captured at the beginning of March this year, and it, it makes it really important for Russia and uh, at the same time, it makes it uh, um, even more important for Ukraine to recapture this city. So it is located in, in the south, uh, the closest city to the occupied Crimean Peninsula, uh, which was occupied by Russia in uh, 2014. Its population is mm, like around uh, uh, three, uh, 300,000 uh, people. It is almost half of the Washington DC area, for example. And, um, um, and and it is a regional city. In Ukraine, it means that all central authority is located there. I mean, state administration and uh, especially, which is important during the war, like more civilization, as we call it. I mean, more malls, uh, shops, uh, uh, different uh, stuff uh, to, to go and others. Uh, I've been to Kherson several times and it was really very clean. It was uh, really so diverse, I would say, and uh, um, I really hope to see the same Kherson uh, actually one day too. And the the city was under occupation of more than 255 days. So presumably damage uh, to the city, to its population cannot be counted in money value for now. Uh, as uh, there was no water, I mean drinking water, no heat, uh, as as it was uh, it, it was liberated at the beginning of November, but still October and September were pretty cold. So imagine in November people had to grab water from the Dnieper River, which of course is not 
clean uh, like uh, to to have it like a drinking water and again uh, people took the water from the river and it is that the 21st century yes our reporter saw this uh, firsthand and when you think about it it's more than just horrible indeed so at first this target was uh, kind of strategic and it paved the way to attempt to attack my own city mikolaev uh, which has two seaports and the strategic task was actually to get to odessa another seaport and uh, control the whole south the the larger idea uh like for the, for russia was to capture those uh, cities and then use them as a military advance but also another aspect of it is that russians wanted to get the seashore cleared so that ukraine's air defense systems for example could not shut down the missiles uh, and by south i, I mean uh, actually those uh, three regions but there are more to the, to the north Uh, of course it would uh, it would have become a ticking bomb for them too i mean it is kropivnitsky and zaporizhia and for example in in zaporizhia region um, uh, the um, the nuclear power plant is located which is uh, under occupation and it remains dangerous for the whole world the second point for russia was to show that the so-called quiet Kherson. Uh, I mean that uh, they they weren't launching missiles when uh, when Russian troops were in the city, obviously. But at, at the same time, there was no reliable information at the time of occupation. So it mo- it was mostly about some pieces from the media through uh, through volunteers. And of course, um, it has uh, it, it, it it shouldn't be compared like with the uh, with the the normal functioning of the media in uh, in the city. So Ukraine Ukraine fought back in in Mykolaiv uh with um, but it was under massive shelling all the time especially those parts of the city which are closer to Kherson and the same uh, tendency right now is happening in Kherson we will talk about it later but uh that is why uh, the liberation of Kherson was important not only to the local population but for the whole regions nearby and uh, uh, it became uh, i would say safer in those regions but unfortunately unfortunately russia uh, still shells the uh, the city of kherson uh, sometimes it it can be up to 40 missiles a day and it made uh, actually local population leave the city uh yes um, but time flies and what is the key takeaway from the months of liberation uh the key takeaway here is actually the following that the occupation of Kherson proved that in the 21st century war liberating is not enough you need to control the city or village and the certain area nearby for example like um like with regard to Kherson it is about 30 kilometers which is 18 miles And uh, also, let's think about the timeline for Kherson's uh, liberation. It was really not fast as many people think, but it was long awaited for the whole country indeed. I would even add that all these months, despite Ukraine gained control over the city, the Russians constantly shell it. In terms of promoting Russian propaganda, of course, they wanted to demonstrate like when they were in charge, it wasn't loud 
as we call it. This is a message they want to share. And in reality, they shell the residence buildings and critical infrastructure in order to leave people without electricity, water, and any civilization. Yes, it is something we have seen in Mykolaiv during the summer. But the major difference is that, unfortunately, Russia knows the city of Kherson right now really well. And Russians launch missiles at areas where they they could not get uh, to uh, to Ukrainian military objects and uh, uh, they they literally cannot uh, do any harm to to Ukraine's uh, armed forces uh, in the region but uh, instead they just uh, uh, again Uh, they launch missiles at civilians. Yes, so the issue right now is that Ukraine's armed forces managed to push Russians back to the so-called left bank of the Dnipro River, and the issue is actually this old river. The advancement would not be easy, and it is winter time. So the Ukrainian army will find another way to push them back far from the city. And it is very evident that many residents wanted to evacuate from the city. No wonder as local residents made sure their relatives on the mainland were alive, for example, and they decided to spend this dangerous winter in a safer place. And by the way, the Russian retreat from the city allowed Ukraine to restore the train connection and people could go to the city much, much more easier. Yes, so evacuation, it is the solution number one, as um, it was literally stopped uh, and was not allowed by the occupied administration. We have seen actually many reports uh, from the occupied Snigurivka in Mykolaiv region, for example, and Kherson, that Um, people were not allowed uh, to leave the city in several directions. So uh, most of them were uh, okay to leave the city in the direction of uh, of the temporary occupied lands, but not to the uh, to the territory which was under Ukraine's control. And it is really important to understand. So and um, and um, and getting back to comparisons with Mikolaev, similar information on Kherson is is not allowed to be shared. But I assume it is uh, too dangerous and irrelevant to repair um, the the damaged um, energy facilities, uh, for example, different civilian infrastructure, as the shelling takes place at this particular time. Speaking about of Kherson's liberation, Rubrika's reporter went to the city only two days after the deoccupation. And he literally said that if if you have ever been to a Rolling Stones concert in, in the first row and you watch it on TV, those are major differences of your understanding of uh, the emotions about Kherson's uh, liberation. And um, like if you've been there or you watched it on TV or um, in, on the internet, So liberation was very inspiring for local residents and actually for the whole of Ukraine. It gave people hope, which is really needed. Yes, he said that the air was different. Yeah. And by the time he was uh, he was there, uh, the major issue were connection, water and heat. So Vlad, uh, if you have mentioned solutions, what other solutions should be considered? 
like two weeks ago uh, the operation of the pumping stations which provides water supply for 70 percent of the population was restored and the electricity supply has been restored for 85 percent of consumers it's very good news yes um you know, um, I would also actually commend uh, on those achievements as uh, um, like the city was under occupation for almost a year and like uh, to restore a really critical infrastructure in, in a uh, short period of time, it is really remarkable. And I would say that actually, actually water stations that, that provide water to houses, of course, the humanitarian aid uh, are needed. I can think about really um, some, um, some work in Kherson with no water or heat. So an evacuation is an option for those who can go. But at the same time, there are those who cannot leave their homes and uh, they they face really difficult choice uh, to stay at the um, and uh, you know at the threat of the um, at the at the missiles attack or go and perhaps uh, leave their comfort zone leave their uh, their usual conditions Rubrika reported on the website the article of how the evacuation from Bakhmut looks like. It is the city which is really destroyed like hell. So it is done with the help uh, of doctors uh, without borders, Ukraine's Ministry of, uh, of Health and Ukrainian Railways help to leave danger zones. First people are taken to Dnipro, then by special train to Kyiv. This train is equipped with all they need to make this transfer safe. Uh, those are the people who hardly walk. Uh, running to the basement and then back to the second floor is very difficult to them. Yes, and um, those stories are really horrible and we should commend those who agreed to evacuate and also those who arranged the evacuation. The train is not a usual car takes a lot of people but it takes also like a lot of time uh, to prepare such a train and um, uh, the war made a lot of people choose to go or not and no one knows actually which uh, solution is better uh, we'll post uh, the link uh, to the story in the descriptions with pictures it is uh, the case when you don't you don't need uh, actually many words to um, to, to get a sense of uh, of um, of the attitude of those people, and uh, you can see on, on like everything is written on their faces. I have just talked to one of my colleagues, Sergei Nikitenko, chief editor of the local media outlet Most. It was most uh, was founded by Katerina Gandzuk, Ukrainian anti-corruption activist, uh, who uh, died after uh, um, after acid attack. Uh, and uh, Serhi described how the city and the region in general operates now. So uh, the most important factor is again that the city is being shelled. 
But Ukrainian power engineers are repairing everything and restoring electricity, water and heating. Um, this is the situation in almost the entire city, except one neighborhood, and perhaps there will be even no heating this winter. Uh, as we have mentioned today, restoring anti-missiles is not easy, of course. The second solution is that Ukraine uh, needs air defense system to put it there very much. Uh, And uh, despite being liberated, many food supplies are still provided from other regions. And uh, let me put some details. There was no bread for a long time in some villages of Kherson region. Such a basic need, uh, not to mention about other stuff. And still in the villages nearby, volunteers provide food. And uh, Serhii, by the way, said that it is very important to get rid of collaborators who were helping Russians in the city, especially when it is uh, about local authorities. Yes, so he he mentioned like uh, uh, special attention should be paid to those uh, who were um, occupying uh, some um, some jobs uh, in the in the in the occupier's administration. And yeah, because of money, because of like, uh, yeah. the, maybe their personal yeah. sentiment, but yeah, it is, uh, they are traitors. Yeah, so yeah, indeed, and um, and uh, she was speaking about initiatives, uh, Rubrica published an article on how uh, to help her son region on the very day of its liberation. Uh, but at the same time, um, like uh, the piece is still, is still relevant. So, it uh, it contains a guide on on the website uh, which um, uh, describe how you can help, uh, for example, to the Kherson Community Foundation Zahist, uh, which means protection in Ukrainian. So yeah, there you can find more about assistance options, uh, and uh, every contribution saves uh, the lives of the children uh, of, the, of the Kherson region. And um, also you can help organize, uh, for example, fundraising events as the national network of local uh, philanthropy development did. Uh, so also you can, you can report uh, their posts. Um, informational support is also important. Uh, and uh, uh, just, um, just follow them on uh, social media and uh, and others uh, yes occupation was really the hardest test that's why ukraine needs even more support from the world right now and this is an even more challenging moment as ukraine managed to withstand recaptured lots of cities and villages yes and um, as for now very much not everything but still depends on volunteers and it gets colder and colder to volunteer uh, to take care of yourself and uh, and others. And uh, also, <clears throat> actually, that is why we ask you to support our work on Patreon. Uh, Rubrica's team is small, but does great things amid the war. The war is not an excuse for us. And with your support, it will be much easier to move forward and uh, continue r- reporting about the war.